Welcome back to the Football Kingdom podcast. It is 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Brandon Johnson. Along with me is Tyler Mallon. Before we get into the show, let's just take a deep breath because the Kansas City Chiefs clinched the AFC West for the eighth time in a row. And the fear of them missing the playoffs entirely is over. Harrison Butker put the team on his back on Sunday or on his leg on On Sunday (laughs) and kicked the Chiefs into the postseason. Another kind of ugly showing by a few certain players, uh, one of them being MVS or Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I don't know if you deserve a nickname if you are not a very good player. Uh, MVS dropping passes, whining about ball placement, getting hit in the hands on a perfect deep throw by Mahomes. The guy's a mess, and I hope that he doesn't get a snap the rest of the season. Uh, Richie James fielding a punt in his own end zone like a goofball. I uh, I can't say I've never seen it before, but I don't know the last time I've seen a player do that. Uh, but all in all, the Chiefs got to win. There's still same old, same old. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, weird decisions and incompetencies by certain players on the team. Uh, but division champs yet again, and uh, three seed pretty much locked in place. But gonna have an uphill battle most likely in the in the playoffs. What what do you think of this game, Tyler? Yeah, the the punt return was very questionable. He was like two or three yards in the end zone. What are you doing, guy? But he made up for it with another good return later on in the game. So all is forgiven, I guess. But yeah, MVS should have been cut two weeks ago. Why on earth is he still starting? Why does Mahomes continue to trust him? So that was that was the first drop because he had another deep ball. It's like a twenty yard pass at the end of the game that just went through both his hands. You know? And we're still in the same game. Everyone's asking themselves, like, why are we still going to this guy? On yeah. that yeah, on that first drop, uh, where Mahomes kind of threw the ball behind him, but he hit yes. him and he hit both of his hands. He should have caught it. Uh, the Boo Birds were loud and clear at Arrowhead Stadium how they felt yeah. about about number 11. Uh, they're tired of it. They're over it. And that play likely would have been a touchdown had he caught it. So yes. it's, it's just it's frustrating. Uh, but... All that aside, it was nice. Uh, it was nice to see the Chiefs kind of go vertical a few times mm-hmm. was, uh, and kind of get back to kind of who they are. Tony Romo mentioned it quite a few times. He's like, this play is from 2018. This play is from 2019. So it was kind of right. nice to see the Chiefs get back to their their identity and who they were. And <laughs> it's funny to say in their heyday because it wasn't that long ago, but... You know, when they were when they were at the top, 
Yeah, that that play to the touchdown pass to Pacheco. Romo was saying that was a 2018 play, and it was an excellent play. It worked perfectly, and Pacheco was wide open. He literally ran from next to Mahomes to the end zone by himself. Uh, and that that's you know that's what we've we've always seen the Chiefs do is they can scheme guys open. They don't need to rely on whether guys are catching a pass or not. They're just so wide open that, you know, <laughs> they're going to be there. They're going to catch the ball, do their job. and But that, that also has not been happening. They really haven't been, <clears throat> you know, that open. But with that said, you know, it still just goes down to these guys just need to catch the ball with two hands. And we're not in this, we're not 10 and 6, you know. <laughs> but, <clears throat> yeah, as far as this game goes, I... I don't know. It's it's nice that they won. It's it's awesome that they've won the division uh of the, you know, their division in uh 8 years in a row. But I okay. They this Jake Browning guy. Like I was so frustrated with this game. Like I I was I was Is more it all frustrated. the third downs. <laughs> yes, I was more fresh with this game than I was last week. Or no, you know what? <clears throat> I think it was the combination of the ridiculous Raiders game and this week. It just it came to a boiling point for me. And I'm like, this Jake Browning, because they, they said it during the broadcast where it was, they kept, you know, rushing the quarterback and then kind of stepping off like, oh, he's going to throw a you know, a, a screen pass or something. So I better go cover that. It's like they could have had six sacks in the first, you know, quarter or something. You know, now they got six sacks in like in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they adjusted awesome. in the second half for sure. Well, it felt like it didn't come until the fourth quarter. You know, it's like those adjustments. I'm like the whole game. I'm like, man, they just missed so many sacks on this guy. And the frustrating part is because he would not have looked as good if they would have just committed to those sacks, I guess. But there was just very questionable defensive calls, in my opinion, that I was getting frustrated with. And um, yeah, I, and honestly, the Chiefs could have lost this game. There, there could have been a much different outcome here because they didn't, they weren't very aggressive. They kept kicking field goals. There was like a fourth and two play. I think it was that first one. There was a couple times where they you know? should have probably gone for it. In which. And, you know, they're they're smarter than us. They're the coaches. They, I think they knew. They're like, listen, the defense That's, is going to yeah. stop this team. It's faith in we your defense. Right. We don't need to go score touchdowns the rest of this game. You know, buttkicker.com is going to have 19 points by himself. Yeah. So, I, uh, it's funny with Harrison Butker because last season he was so, so inconsistent and frustrating to watch. And this year he's just been right. he's just been money. It's yeah, he's only missed two or whatever. Yeah, and uh, one of them was really uh, inopportune times. But yeah, one of them was uh, in New England with deflated balls. But <laughs> it wasn't wasn't the Patriots' fault. Just ask him. <laughs> but yeah, I I'm interested on your opinion here because I'm at the point after the last two weeks. I don't think they're, you know, I don't think they have a very good shot to win a playoff game. 
I I don't think they're gonna make it very far, and that's that's why I'm more frustrated after a win than I should be. Because <laughs> this whole season, just I don't I don't think they're gonna win. They might win a first one. I mean, we'll get to that in a second. But who they're gonna play? But um... so I have been honestly for about a month. I have been like this team. This team needs to not think about the one seed. This team needs to make sure that they make the playoffs because that's probably the wild card weekend is probably as far as they're going. Right. Unless their defense is just insane, which there's no reason to think that it'll just all of a sudden collapse. But obviously, you know, not to sound like a broken record, like the offense is just not good enough for me to feel like they can go down and win a game if they need to. And so, yeah, I'm, there's no, and I know they get to host a playoff game, but there's really no home field advantage at Arrowhead right now. They're four and four and they seem to play better on the road this season in particular anyway. But I was early on in the game. I was like, Honestly, at this point, I'm like, just save us the embarrassment and miss the playoffs altogether because this is <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. I was yeah. super frustrated this game. I was I was kind of I was over it for a second, but yeah, yeah. I, this team this team does not feel like they have a deep playoff run in them. This season just feels like it's the Ravens' Super Bowl to lose at this point. Well, I'm glad I brought this up because you are right that, you know, if the defense can just completely ball out and we get some Mahomes magic, that's really their only shot at winning multiple playoff games and winning a Super Bowl this year because they've been that bad. And it's that's why it's so frustrating to be a, you know, fan of the Chiefs and Mahomes. And you're like, I don't even think they're going to win one playoff game. Like, they just, they, now they've, they dominated their own division, and that's great. Because even as bad as this team is, they still, you know, with one week left, sealed the, sealed the deal. Like, that's still how bad the other three teams are. But how long is that going to last? You know, <laughs> hopefully the other teams will, you know, make them better as, as they get better. But I mean, the heart, the weird part about it is, the Raiders don't have a quarterback. The Broncos are, they've got their own situation going on with Russell Wilson. <laughs> Probably don't have a quarterback going into next season. The, after the abysmal season that the Chargers have had, they're still kind of, in my opinion, the biggest threat because they at least have stability at the quarterback position. Mm. Albeit, I think... Justin Herbert's a little bit overrated. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, I think it's going to take getting a coach that's not a complete buffoon for him to have <laughs> success. But I I still think that the other three teams are a mess and the Chiefs will likely be better at the wide receiver right. position next year just based off of mm-hmm. Brett Veach's uh, track record whenever... Uh, you know, you get completely embarrassed. I mean, just look at the offensive line in that Super Bowl against the Bucks. He turned around and 
overhauled that offensive line in one offseason. I don't know if he can do that with the wide receivers this year, but I mean, go go draft one, go pick up a a veteran free agent, just get some stability there for Patrick Mahomes. And I think this team can come back next year and be even better. Because, I mean, we've we've talked about it. You know, don't drop a pass here. Don't drop a pass there. Don't line up offsides there. Don't have a drive-killing penalty here on offense. And this team's a 13 or 14 win team. Like, that's right. just, uh, that's how stupid it is that it's just, <laughs> it's one play that could have gone differently. And I know you could do what-ifs all day long, but that's what it is. It's just like a complete There's... lack of details and not playing fundamental football. And that's not what we've been accustomed to with the Chiefs in the Patrick Mahomes era, so. Right. There's been a lot of, there's other factors, too, where, like, the the offensive line, you keep hearing about how great, you know, run blocking they are and a good, you know, you know, core in general. They have these really good PFF grades, but they can't pass block. <laughs> Mahomes is running for his life half the time. He doesn't trust him. Like he's he's always I saw him twice this last game where he's like looking behind. He's like, is there someone behind me? Yeah. He, well, you have he that, doesn't have that trust like he's had before. Yeah. You had that report earlier last week or this week that he was kind of drifting in the pocket and that's mm-hmm. you know, that's goes back to his Texas Tech days where he was running for his life there as well and right. I think I mean, I think the O-line's been mostly fine this season i think they were completely awful against the raiders last week oh, yeah. but <laughs> i think the whole team kind of i think the team needed that rock bottom game to move forward but mm-hmm. i still don't think it's enough like yeah you beat you beat the joe burrow list Bengals, <laughs> and it took That's... it took uh right. a not a huge effort, but it took more effort than it probably should have to get that done. Yeah, that was another one in a multitude of things of why I was so frustrated. So I'm like, if Burrow was out there, they would have scored 40 points or something. Yeah, or maybe not. You know, yeah, that's another what if game where it's just like, you know, who knows what Burrow plays like when he gets here? You know, it's like you never know. But you know, we know how good he is, and Jake Browning was making him look bad. So I also just think it's like, yeah, they're just not good enough. Jake Browning made some good throws, uh, but I do think did. I do think Jake Browning is a product of Zach Taylor being a really good coach. Okay. And I think uh, not to belittle like Joe Burrow, but (laughs) the Bengals, obviously they're missing the playoffs, but like, I'm not going to say they haven't skipped a beat without Burrow, but they played pretty good football. So, and I mean, the whole league though is kind of like, this is the year of the backup quarterback. So Mm -hmm. kind of a weird season. Right. I think there was something like 11 of the 16 AFC starters this week were backup quarterbacks. Right. Can we, uh, can we talk about, uh, Jamar chase for a second? Sure. Yeah. That guy's a goofball. He's he's in his in his post game. Somebody's asking questions about Legarius Need, and he's like, 
yeah, I got under his skin. He won't he won't fight me though. And that's to <laughs> paraphrase. I'm like, dude, he just ended your season. You had like three catches for 40 yards. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> like you're going home and you're gonna be on the couch in January. Chiefs will probably it's... join you soon, but you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I saw that clip too, and I'm like, this guy, well be his trash talking before the game was already like childish. You know, and like I literally like the way he spoke, like it was like false confidence, like where he's like trying to talk trash, but he's like, he doesn't even believe what he's saying. Like he's trying to act tough, but he really isn't, you know, and that's not like coming from a Chiefs fan. It's like, it's just the way he's obviously still a very young guy. Um, He's got some growing to do and that's fine. He's a really good receiver. Uh, But yeah, <laughs> he gets basically shut down. And they were like, well, what were you and Snead talking about? And yeah, his only response was like, oh, well, he basically wouldn't fight me on the field, which is what I was trying to do to rile him up so I could have a better game, is basically what he was saying. You know? Yeah. I think that's his... Yeah. That's your yeah, tactic. Legereus <laughs> Snead has been locking up number one wide receivers all season long. He's not going to get phased by no. whatever you have to say. So funny. I don't know. The, the Bengals are... They're a weird bunch of uh, a weird bunch of people over there. <laughs> so, but yeah. So all in all, Chiefs come out victorious. They finish with a four and four record at home. Make the postseason, clinch the AFC West. Now we head into Week 18. Chiefs are going on the road against the Easton Stick Chargers. <laughs> Should should the Chiefs rest for Week 18? They're pretty much locked in at three. So I give this well, team yeah. a chance to rest. Give them some time to get right. Where are you at? Oh uh, no, I think you. Other than Kelsey getting the thousand yard season. Yeah, uh, which he needs like 16 yards or something. Yeah, you just give him yeah one or two catches and he should be there. And then I, there was talk of like, you know, Rice or whoever, but whoever else, you know, they might need a, a few catches to make their a thousand yard season or something. And then just give uh, yeah, like give... rest the entire defense, you know, and most of the offense. Yeah, let uh, let Blaine Gabbert target uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Like 15 times. Just like the whole game. Just target. Yeah, get him out of the, the season-long slump yeah. that he's in or whatever yeah. he's doing. So what do you need? That's actually interesting. Vegas has this at Chargers minus two. So they're expecting the Chiefs to rest everyone. Yeah. Is what that looks like. Yeah. And the over-under is 35. So. Yeah. I think, yeah, get some of these these guys that need the reps and just let the starters rest. And then go into that super wild card weekend, rested up and ready to go, and hopefully in a better spot as a team. Because clearly, there's, I mean, there's issues. So let them let them get together. Because you don't want to go into the postseason a complete mess. Well, I think they. It doesn't matter what they do. Like they're in the three seed, and it it doesn't affect anything. Yep. So there'd be no benefit to play anybody, honestly. Yep. So we can't have a week 
in the NFL without some controversy involving the referees. Saturday night, Monday night football on a Saturday night. Dallas Cowboys hosted the Detroit Lions. Uh, Cowboys are trying to go undefeated at home this season, trying to finish 8-0 at home. And uh, we, had a, we had a little bit of a mess regarding uh, an eligible or a lineman reporting as an eligible receiver. And uh, you look at all the videos... And it's pretty clear that the Lions did exactly what they were supposed to do and report to the referee. And uh, the Lions converted on this two-point conversion that their linemen reported to the referee on. And uh, there was a flag for an ineligible receiver downfield. And uh, the two-point conversion got negated. And... The Dallas Cowboys, uh, they won in a game that uh, they probably shouldn't have. And it's, uh, it's just every week that, you know, we just can't have nice things because of these referees. It is extremely frustrating to watch that because <clears throat> that wasn't the only call that they blew that game. There was some tripping call that they got wrong. They called it on the wrong team. Um, this uh, this officiating crew uh, is led by Brad Allen. And this is from Warren Sharp on Twitter. He says he's called three primetime games this year. This was one of them with this call. There was a the no... Uh, the non-call on the defensive pass interfering. Who I th- it was that was on MVS as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that was on MVS. Which the Packers? Yeah, he he wouldn't have caught it anyway. So. He wouldn't have caught it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll blame the rest for that one. <laughs> and then there was the ridiculous where I I think that was the next week because I remember wanting to make a point of this because they called ten penalties against Miami and zero on Philly, and I'm like, what is going on now? To kind of skip to the end of my point, because I, I I do want to get into a little bit of uh, what they got wrong here, but yeah, a lot of people are, you know, they always are like, oh, it's rigged, you know, NFL's rigged, and blah, blah, blah. It's not rigged. They're, the refs are just that bad. And that's the main problem. That's the point I want to take away here, is the refs, they have a hard job. But in this instance, you know, uh, what was his name? Um, Taylor Decker. He's number yes. 68. Yep. Yeah, they called. They they said on the um uh on the microphone. You know, they told the defense personally because I, I didn't know this was even a thing. But they go tell the defense face to face, like, "Hey, uh, number seventy is eligible uh, as a receiver this play." And then they say it over the loudspeaker as well. And they said number seventy, and no, and the Lions didn't correct them. So there is that, but. You know, on the on video, you see number sixty-eight. He not only tells the referee, but he he swipes his hand across his numbers, which is also something I learned. You know, so you 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 swipe your hand across your numbers, saying, "Hey, I'm eligible to receive." 
on this next play. Okay, and you can clearly see that number 68 did that. Um, and what it comes down to is they say the wrong guy because normally number 70 is the guy that the, the Lions use as the, the eligible receiver. You know, that's normally who they say. If they're going to say that at all, it's number 70. I can't remember that dude's name, but um, that's who they use. And they did that on purpose because they always use number 70. So we're going to use number 68 this time and throw them off. You know, that's, again, that's a part of the trick play part of this. You know, that's, it's a thought. They, like, they thought this through, you know, that was a part of the plan, you know, to trick them. The problem is, like, whenever the refs tell them, hey, number 70 is it, they can't just go back and then say, oh, well, we screwed up. You know, the Lions, you know, so the point is, like, it's not like New York could call in and be like, hey, you guys screwed it up. It was like, they actually did call that right. Or, you know, the Lions did what they were supposed to, and you should give them the point. They can't do that. The refs told Dallas, hey, number 70 is going to be a receiver. You know, so they would be at a huge disadvantage at that point. So we can't go back and do that. The problem is there's no accountability. Like, there, nobody's, nothing's going to happen now that they've screwed up. You know, they, that's the whole issue here is the NFL just lets this slide. A $10 billion industry... And this is this is the referees we have to deal with. Yep, another week, another blunder. Um, it. I will go back to what I probably have said multiple times this year, and the referees need to do a press conference and do something, or have to answer questions and get pressed and be like, because it's just. I know they miss calls throughout the entire game, but yes. it's. Why is it just consistently? Oh, here's critical moment in the game. <laughs> we're gonna miss a call, or we're gonna all of a sudden start calling something that we've just left alone all season. And it it's just, just uh, again, it's a ten billion dollar industry. We gotta do better. And I hope that this season, with all of the controversy each week and all of the memos that the NFL has had to send out to teams regarding whatever penalty. I hope that the NFL takes a good long look at the state of their officiating and addresses it and fixes it going into the 2024 season. Yeah, there, that would be all we ask at this point and we could just move on because if it was, just more results based, you know, like if you're just that bad, then you get demoted or fined or something. I mean, NFL players get fined for the littlest stuff and it's like $50,000 or a hundred grand or whatever. Well, they got 50,000 for, you know, calling the refs out. You can't say anything bad about the refs. That's, that's problem number one. I don't think that you should be able to get up on a mic and just bash the refs, but like, I feel like it, you should be able to go, you know what? The refs were kind of terrible today. Right. And like you, you shouldn't get in trouble for that. It is what it is. Hey, they no. were they were bad out there. They missed multiple plays. They cost us here. They cost us there. I know that that's you know we should have executed here better. But listen, we would have been in a better spot if the referee didn't do this or if the referees did do this. And you know, <laughs> I mean, they, they cost get, them the game. They say it that literally cost them a win. They say that and they get a they get a. $50,000 fine to the charity of their choice. Like that's 
It's ridiculous. But Dallas, yeah, Dallas ultimately won the game. Jimmy Johnson got put in the ring of honor for the Cowboys. And Dallas, um, if they win, they're uh, the two seed. Because the, the one seed is no longer available. The one seed is no longer available in either conference because the Ravens put a whooping on the Miami Dolphins and clinched the number one seed for the AFC. And then the 49ers bounced back and clinched the number one seed in the NFC. So in my opinion, the two one seeds are... That's probably the Super Bowl matchup, if I had to guess. And we already kind of saw a preview of it, obviously, earlier this week or last week. But I think that... I think that's a Super Bowl matchup. Also, I think, uh, I know like two weeks ago we were like, ah, Brock Purdy's the MVP. But then he had that terrible game, and Lamar Jackson's been absolutely insane since. Right. Lamar Jackson is probably the MVP. <laughs> so he went 18 for 21, 321 yards, and five touchdown passes. <laughs> okay. Uh, it just an absolute beating i watched this game and the dolphins i mean were barely there i mean they're kind of banged up but so is everybody it's kind of what you gotta say it's the nfl quite honestly you really can't look to like your team getting you know hurt because yeah the dolphins they they looked competitive you know to open up the game in the first quarter but after that they just kind of a no-show and then yeah, the Ravens just took over, and <clears throat> yeah, with last week, um, you know, against the the Niners, was that last week or the week before? It was uh, the it was a Christmas Day game. Um, yeah, they. Uh, I still, I still think that Niners are more explosive, and. I, I don't know. I, I well we'll get into this in the playoffs, but I, I think the Niners might have a slight edge, but that's gonna be an excellent game because I, I think you're right. That probably will be the Super Bowl preview that we already saw. Because I don't see many teams stopping either of these guys. Um but yeah, the <clears throat> going back to Dallas, they uh they have a better record than um Philly, all they have to do is beat the Commanders, and they win that division, making Philadelphia the what the sixth or fifth seed, right? They would probably be the fifth seed. Philadelphia is a right. disaster right now. Like you think that the Chiefs, like you're frustrated <laughs> as a Chiefs fan. The <laughs> right. Philly, the Phillies are a mess. Yeah, they're a mess. I, I got one note on them. Um, the the Phillies, the Eagles. I was in the baseball Phillies? mode. <laughs> Eagles are a mess. Um, the Eagles against the Cardinals. They gave up 29 points that game in the second half, I should say. Um, That's since that they Matt, made Matt Patricia rocket science. Uh, yeah, here defense. we go. Since they made the switch to Matt Patricia, they've allowed 17 or more points in the second half of the last three games. Okay, why on earth is that dude running the show? Because he has like, a what's going he, on? Because he has a pencil behind his ear and he's a <laughs> rocket scientist, obviously. 
the dude about that. the dude rode Bill Belichick's coattails in New England. He was a right. terrible head coach in Detroit. Was taking Awful. shots at members of the press mm-hmm. and saw like one of his own players on the bus at the time. Yeah. Awful. I don't even know how the dude's still around. But he is and yeah. he's ruined uh he's ruined a really good Eagles team in the second half of the season. Well, I don't I mean, I think it's that's mostly just coaching overall with the Eagles. I mean, that might be their current problem. Or or Jalen Hurts is hurt. I don't know. I haven't really followed too closely, but that that's a mess too. You're you're absolutely right with the frustration their fans must be feeling. So I mean, they were that close, and now it, they you know they're not even going to win their own division this year. Like that's that's really crazy. Yeah, yeah. A team that I mean, same way as the Chiefs when we went into the season, it was wow. Chiefs uh, Eagles Super Bowl two point oh back to back, and yeah. both just were like unstoppable and then just just hit a wall but i don't know and it just yeah just this is a weird season and weirdness kind of continues so the season finale of the nfl on sunday night football this week is the bills uh going to miami to for the with the division on the line the bills in my opinion they kind of have i'd say they're kind of the opposite of the chiefs like we were taught for a while we were like dude the bills aren't even going to make the playoffs they're terrible and then they just are like boom they flipped a switch and we're like oh the bills oh they might be the seven seed they could be a wild card team, like well, let's see, or totally miss, yeah, or totally miss altogether, which is still kind of possible, but not likely. But there's a real good shot that after Sunday, the Bills are the two seed in the AFC. Yeah, <laughs> so the Bills have really come on strong, and they're playing great football when you're supposed to. So they are kind of a dark horse in the playoffs for me. Outside of like I, Baltimore, obviously is a favorite. I mean, I gotta, I want to be like, oh yeah, the Chiefs can make a run, but I just it's I don't have it in me. The Bills are a team that I'm like, ah, they're hot. Right. They've been they obviously they had all the mess with Stephon Diggs and their locker room and uh, Sean McDermott and his weird nine uh, eleven <laughs> references coming out, yeah. but. Uh, well, they fired their OC and then actually turned it around. That's exactly what they did. That's the day it had, or that's the the next game. Yeah, it was just it was like a different team altogether. Mm-hmm. And they have like they're kind of the same as the Chiefs. Like they lost to the Bills in OT, but you know something. Uh, uh, Gabe Davis goes to the right spot in the end zone. There, you go to the week one. They're lost to the Jets. The Jets had that uh, that walk off punt return, so it's just again like a couple things go different for them, and and they're they're in contention for the one seed. And going back to earlier this season, the Bills hosted the Dolphins. The Dolphins were kind of the talk of the town at this point. 
Dolphins are going to run the East. Dolphins are the best. Two of this, two of that. Tyreek Hill, rightfully so. They were high-powered offense. They, I think they had, I don't know if they had just hung 70 on the Broncos at that point, but the Dolphins offense was, they were rolling. So Bills, Bills are like, yeah, come to our place. We'll show you what's up. And the Bills win 48 to 20. And this, that win is why the Bills are in a position, if they win, that they'll have the same record as Miami, but they will have head-to-head over them, and that is why they would win the AFC East. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <clears throat> you are correct. They had, they had just played the Broncos and dropped 70 on them, and then played the Bills, who the Bills dropped 48 on them. <laughs> right back at you, Dolphins. Yeah. Um, but yes, the... The Dolphins are in no matter what. Like, they're in the playoffs. But they could lose their division if uh, Buffalo beats them and then... Oh, then then that's it. But yeah, Buffalo could lose... Like, not even make the playoffs if they... What is this? If they lose and either the Steelers or the Jags lose, which is a very strange scenario, but... They really need to win to be in control of their own destiny there. Obviously, they would much rather win to have that higher seed, but there is a very strange outcome where they could they could somehow not make the playoffs. Yeah, and honestly, Tua left the game on Sunday against the Ravens with a shoulder injury. So I don't really know what where he stands. Uh right now but that could be a factor going into next week the the dolphins also lost bradley chubb he had to get carted off and he's done so yeah it's tuesday night i haven't heard anything on Tua yet but yeah definitely going to be interesting and i just think i just think this really this game kind of leans i think this game has buffalo winning going on the road and winning all over it written all over it right so Gonna be a fun, uh, fun ending to to the season. The, this is the most. There's like 22 teams or something. <laughs> they were in yeah. contention. That's like the most since 1982 or something. Right. Crazy. So it's definitely been definitely been an entertaining season, and it's wild that it's already about to wrap up. I feel like it just started, but. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl is going to be here before we know it. We're just a little over a month out from that. And, man, I'm excited to see what goes down. Not only this week, but obviously throughout the playoffs. That is... uh... Oh, one more thing. My podcast, The Merge Feast, will be returning this week to do some off-season Survivor content. So if you're a fan of the show Survivor, Season 46 is not here. Obviously, Season 45 just wrapped. But uh, we got some some fun stuff planned in the meantime. So our latest episode of The Merge Feast will be out Friday the 5th. So look for that if you're a fan of Survivor. I'm a fan of your show. And that is news to me. I'm learning that as we... (laughs) 
So I'm not excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. We got got some fun shows lined up with some, uh, I think, interesting ideas while we're anxiously awaiting our season 46. So, but that's uh, that's all we have this week on the Football Kingdom podcast. Thank you for listening each and every week. Got a wild week 18 ahead of us. We'll see you next time. Later.